MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head on over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server. It's the perfect place to interact and sweat bets out with the entire SGPN crew. Just head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 167. It's going to go out to the Gumby God, my co-host Gumby God Vreeland, who despite not having internet, he's still on, uh, not missing an episode. His streak is alive, 167 in a row. He is here to talk about his horrible bets that he made on the weekend. Actually, he, I think he saved himself the night of by making some uh, some prop bets, but we'll, we'll get into that. Get into that very, very uh, shortly. Um, who am I? You may ask. I am pretty Ricky, Jeff Fox, one of the hosts here of the podcast. Thank you for coming. Um, how, how do I know that my, uh, my Gumby God, my co-host did well last night? Because I read all about it in not the SGPN Slack, which is where we've been sending you up until now, but no, the SGPN Discord. It, it, in case you skipped through the ad reads at the starting of the, this episode, which you should never do, but in case you did, we are now on Discord instead of Slack. So. Make sure you head over there, brand new Discord server, interact with us, sweat bats, um, get advice from Gumby. Because despite me every week outperforming him, and this week's no exception, you still want to get picks from Gumby God for some reason. But anyhow, you can do that all over uh, with the SGPN crew over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. So make sure you get into that. Um, all right, let's, let's bring in this tier co-host from an undisclosed location. Uh, recording this episode because he loves you guys too much and uh, he's coming on even though he went what five and six last night he's still coming on to to talk about his bats it's the one and the only gumby god daniel Vreeland. hello so first of all i think we can say i I am recording from the free wi-fi of a of a very famous northeastern breakfast uh chain uh, so you guys are getting me from a parking lot at nine o'clock at night and uh, hopefully you're enjoying this episode because I've put uh, a lot of work into being here for you guys. So first of all, if you appreciate that, head on over to uh, Apple Podcasts and give us a five star review. That would be much appreciated. Uh, and then uh, in addition to that, you're talking about how bad my bets are. I did bail myself out as the Discord uh, learned. By the way, Discord yeah. absolutely on fire on Saturday, so make sure you head on over there next time. Um, not only did I bail myself out, though, but if you look at the recommended plays, a little under 500, a little under break even, but not much, right? Yeah, he, he didn't lose as much as normal is what he's trying to tell you. But No, yeah, no, no, the, no. The, I, I, don't, I don't usually lose all that much in the recommended <laughs> plays. I think I'm only like, what am I, 40 bucks under for the, the year? It, it's yeah, not that bad. Like that. Yeah. And I think you only beat me by like seven bucks on that. If yeah, I'm not give or take. But, um, but yeah, it's the I think on a personal level, it's it's your prop bets that um, made it a good Saturday night for you. Yeah, the the um, well, the, the 
opener of the night was a real stinker, uh, and we'll, yep. we'll obviously get into all of them. But then the uh, Kennedy Zuchuku knockout prop was a, a big moment for I think a lot of people on the Slack. So shout yep. out to Kennedy Zuchuku. If if this had been a normal day and Gumby was recording from his normal studios, I was going to dedicate this episode to. UFC fighters who actually, or any fighters in any organization, that actually go out and follow game plan and fight smart. Dude, that's, <laughs> there's, that's, there's so there's so few of them. I was going to dedicate it to them, but instead it got it got dedicated to you. So that's that's the that's the micro name on this episode right <laughs> here. Is the micro name on this episode is follow a freaking game plan, dude. Like <laughs> yep. I, I mean, there might be, I think there's one guy who appropriately followed the game plan on this fight card. Uh, that that like would typically win you a fight yep well we should probably jump in before uh gumby gets arrested for loitering or or whatever else that they they arrest you people for in the united states of america uh, for not having a gun maybe you don't have a gun on you who knows um anyhow before we get into that i'm gonna tell you about win make sure to get down on the wins bat fight fifty dollars win two hundred dollar promotion or fifty dollar bat qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free Bats, and if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBat. The reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, they have the ultimate fantasy football experience going on right now. Bet $500 or more on sports casino before July 31st. So we got three weeks to the day. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBat app or visit, check the spelling, W-Y-N-N bet.com to get started offers subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 now let's move on to sleeper sleepers the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players you probably already have a fantasy league on there the sgpn gang use it for theirs it's a game changer product like anything else in the industry and now you can make money on sleeper too by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, a number of points of basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times over 20 times the money you put in. For one reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks and with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Do you have any sleeper plays from the parking lot of uh, undisclosed <laughs> location or not? Or should we just give them a general pick? Yeah, I'll, I'll take, I'm going to go super future on you when you get to uh, the end or the all-star break for baseball. I'll take uh, Nestor Cortez over on strikeouts in the all-star game. That dude's going to mow people over. Wow. There you go. So that's, that's only a week and a half or so to go. So there you go. Here's what you do. Take that Nestor Cortez pick. Go to your mobile phone, join a listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's right. Join a squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Yes, as Dan said, the, the discard was jumping last night. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages. Um, was it a good night? No, it, it seems like it was a bad night for a lot of people, except for except for a few of the prop bets that came through. So um let's break it down wasn't the greatest card it was all right it, it had what how many finishes did we get one two three five, five uh we lost cynthia calvillo and nina noons 
right uh basically the day of the event noons or nunez what, what do we call her is it is it amanda nunez i, I, think, it's, nunez? I think it's i think it's nunez uh okay. I, I don't I, I know some people says noons but i, I yeah. don't think i don't think any brazilian says noons no that's true all right nina nunez uh got sick and pulled out of the fight apparently it's going to be rescheduled very very soon hopefully but that was one of my two underdogs so um and my other underdog didn't come through so um I got kind of behind the eight ball before the event even started, but nonetheless, so we were down to 11 fights. We still got our main event, the battle of Rafael versus Rafael. Rafael won. Ra- Rafael Fiziev. We call him Fiziev around here, but they were kept calling him Fiziev last night, so let's call him Fiziev. Knocked out RDA uh, via punches. Round five, 18 seconds into it. Um, we hit Fiziev at minus 215. Um, uh, so we made a bit of money off of that. Um, basically RDA could not take him down and he wouldn't stop trying to take him down. Um, and it wasn't working. Uh, Fiz- he got him down one time, I believe. Um, Fiziev's, uh, any questions we had about his takedown defense have hopefully been answered because RDA is no slouch uh, at all. Uh, that, basically any, any aspect of, of MMA. He's also very, uh, um, very accomplished grappler. Um, and he only got him down once and didn't keep him down for very long. And then um, Fiziev's gas tank seems to be – he, he might have got drained a little bit, but he came out charging round five. RDA seemed to know that he was um, probably down four rounds to none and was looking for a finish, uh, pushing the action, and he got himself knocked out. So uh, we hit that one. Uh, biggest win of, the, of his career for Fiziev – or Fiziev. Uh, RDA did not look washed. It was not a, a situation of uh, – old guy who's has too many miles on the odometer. He, he looked like um, RDA normally looks like. So uh, impressive win. Yeah, impressive win in, in, you know, this is the beginning of me being like, what are you doing game planning wise? Because yeah. not, not for Fazeev. Fazeev did what he was supposed to. You know, like, I really didn't have any questions about his takedown defense even going into this fight because I said in that Mark Diacasey fight, he showed me all I needed. Because Mark Diacasey, low-key, really good wrestler, uh, and, and he had nothing for Fazeev. So, you know, like I, I never really had very many questions. Obviously, RDA is a step up, so, you know, it, it answers a little bit. But here's the problem with the game planning on RDA's point. The, the announcers just kept saying he needs to keep going back to that wrestling and leaning on him and wearing him out. I never nope. thought it looked like Fazeev was tiring more than RDA. Did you? No. No, no, no. It, 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 it a thousand percent looked like RD. It, it was taking more of a toll on RDA than it was taking on anybody else. So just like, you know, with with all of that being said, you know, I, I, I just thought it was a dumb game plan. And if he had just like, you know, there, there were some times where he just kind of like turned up the pressure a little bit and threw his hands a little bit more and trusted his one two punching. And when he did that, he, he had a little bit of success. I, I'm not saying he would have been able to do that for five rounds without getting blasted in the face once and getting knocked out. But, like, it, it's it almost seemed like a better game plan to just come forward and put pressure on that way. Because the, it was clear after a couple of takedown attempts, even if he got him down, he wasn't keeping him down. Right? Fazeev's just yep. like, I mean, he's a spark plug. So, yeah, I, I'm excited for whatever comes next for Fazeev. The, the guy seems to be uh, on the right trajectory in... in you know, after he proved me wrong in the Brad Riddell fight, because I, I do remember picking Brad Riddell in that fight, because I, I liked Brad Riddell. Uh, but, like, a- after proving me wrong in that fight, I mean, like, I really have a high opinion of what this guy can accomplish. All right, so what does come next? Lightweight's kind of a mess, messy division at this point. 
Yeah, and it's only messy because those top guys won't fight somebody yep. like Fazeev. But I think after you fight RDA and beat RDA the way that he did too, right? Like, that's the second guy to KO RDA ever. Uh, the only other one being, oh, it might be three if you count, like, regional scene. But, like, the only two guys or three guys to knock him out was, um, it is three. It was Jeremy Stevens in his debut and then Eddie Alvarez taking the title off of him. And this is the only other one. So, yep. so with like with that kind of resume builder right there, like those top guys can't deny him his fight now. The one I'd really like to see him fight is Michael Chandler. I, I think him and Michael Chandler would make a fucking phenomenal like co-main event on a pay-per-view or something like that. All right, book it, book it. Uh, Fazeev got himself a bonus too for uh, um, for that knockout. Um, you don't you don't see a lot of uh, fifth round knockouts, so um, it was a impressive performance. Um, we got the next one right too. Chow came through for us. Cal Bohalo um, beat Armin Petrosian, basically wrestled him to death and won. 30-27, 30-27, 29, 28. Not overly impressive. Just he, he did what he had to do to win. We had him at minus two ten. So two things I'll say to that. Uh, number one, great game plan. Fucking great yep. game plan. You're fighting a kickboxer and you chose not to kickbox him. Beautiful. Somebody ought to give him a medal for that because that was uh, the only person on the night who decided to do the right thing. Um, and then the second thing I'll say is I think it is that impressive. Because remember, Hobocop could not take down and control Armin Petrosian. Armin Petrosian bounced back up and outboxed you know, within reason, because some people scored that fight for Hobocop, myself including, but, like, to a close split decision, Armin Petrosian beat Hobocop. Kaibo Hayo did the opposite of that. He took it to Petrosian and made him look like he was a washed kickboxer with no takedown defense, but we know that not to be the case, so while, like, a a lot of people are saying what you're saying, right? Like, oh, it's not that impressive, or, oh, you know, like, he, he didn't show that much. I actually think he showed a ton in that fight that not a lot of people uh, are respecting, maybe. Okay, maybe I meant it was boring. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it wasn't fun to it wasn't fun to watch, but no. it was impressive. Yep, no, very true. So onward and upwards for Mr. Bohio. Uh onwards and upwards. This guy was far more impressive, uh, or more fun to watch. Let's put it that way. Ben Waits, Sad Nirmaga made of uh unanimous decision over Douglas Silva de Andrage. 30-27, 29-28, 29-28. Uh, um, I hit this one. Dan did not. He went for the big dog because he has to go for at least one big dog every, <laughs> and, and normally miss uh, every fight card. So I had uh, Saeed at minus two sixty. I just think if Saeed, what he's missing, like he's a good fighter, but what he's missing from his game is, um, if he would just kick more and spin more, I, I think he'd be more <laughs> successful probably. Yo, he's he's gonna get demolished by one of those bantamweights <laughs> who can wrestle, right? Like, like it's crazy. No, his name's Nurmagomedov. No. No, he's fine. No, it, it's crazy <laughs> that he's already got by Cody Stamen because Cody yeah. Stamen has got like the perfect wrestling base to like beat the fuck out of him. Although Cody Stamen came out and just threw hands last time out, but um, you know, like he, he's gonna run into um, I'm trying to think of the bantamweights who who will have his number. I mean, like obviously Marab Devalish Philly would just like fuck his day up, or um. Uh, Ricky Simon uh, would kill him. Jack Shore would kill him. Like th- those type. Who, by the way, are fighting this week? Ricky Simon and yeah, Jack Shore. Yeah. But both both of those guys would uh, beat the hell out of him. Like I, I walked out of this, and, and you're right. Sedner Megamedov, so much more fun to watch than Kai Bohio was this weekend. I walked out infinitely more impressed by Kai Bohio. Yeah, that's because you picked him. That's all. So, <laughs> and you don't like fun either. 
I don't I don't know that it's just that I picked him, <laughs> but like when you trump Hobocop, you you earn a little bit in it's my true. book. It's true. It's true. Yeah, uh, Nurmagomedov kind of reminds me of why am I blanking? Uh, Zabit, well, with the spinning and the kicking and the flashing, uh, striking coming from the same part of the world. So, and not saying he's as good, but that's what I was thinking of. So, anyhow. Yeah, Zabit had had a little bit more wrestling than he yes. is too. I would say. <laughs> yes. It's it's like it's like if Z- Zabit had a, a baby with Yair Rodriguez. Oh. Um, it's like Yair Rodriguez's uh, takedown defense and flashy subs in some of Zabit. Well, I guess Yair's got flashy strikes too, but it's like Zabit level flashy strikes and and Yair Rodriguez putting himself in bad positions stupidly. Yep. Chase Sherman got a performance on the night bonus, Dan. Fucking, 50, are you shitting me? <laughs> 50 grand, TKO punches, third round, 310 into it. We had Jared Vandera, as did Superfan Jong in, in the Discord. He was... He was getting early money in on Vandera. He got a lot of early and, money. And out. happy about it. And he was not happy about it after that fight. Um, all, I think the um, the consensus is this gentleman and the next gentleman uh, who lost the next fight we're going to talk about, should, uh, they uh, they can leave the UFC for all we care. Into the band with both of them. We'll talk with, about Vandera first of all. Yeah, like, I, I'll just say this. Like... I don't think our technical breakdown of, of being really high on Jared Van Deren and picking him to win this fight is wrong. I, I think no, we nailed no. it. I, I, I think we nailed where their technical skills last. Dude, Jared Van Dera, and I said this on, on Wednesday, or Thursday rather, because it was the, the main card show. I said he has a very real black belt in jiu-jitsu. Like, I, I mean, like, he, he's not a world beater. He's not going to win Abu Dhabis or anything like that. But he has a very real black belt in jiu-jitsu. And he chose to box with a bare knuckle boxing champion, a champion of bare knuckle boxing. He he chose to grapple more with Alexio Linick than he did choose to grapple with Chase Sherman. It's just like the the dumbest fight plan I've ever seen. And it's actually, you know, shout out to our favorite mention on the show, E. Spencer Kite. E. Spencer Kite tweeted in the middle of the second round. It's weird that he doesn't seem to be shooting takedowns. I feel like this could possibly cost him somewhere in this fight. And like, <laughs> like within three minutes, he was like out cold. Uh, I mean, dude, it's, it's an insane game plan. I mean, I guess good for Chase Sherman, the, the win in the 50 K probably mean a lot to the dude at this point in time in his career and his third UFC stint. They probably found a way to put him on an entry level contract the third time. Um, so like, you know, good, good for him for getting the big bonus. And it might be, you know, like one of the only dudes he's going to beat in the heavyweight division anyway. So, yeah, I, I mean, I guess good for him. It was fun to watch him box. Sure. So, bye-bye Vandera, right? That's you like got three to straight losses or four, you four got imagine. Loss and... I think, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it is three straight and four of five in the UFC, which is... Uh, four yeah, straight. I, no, I, I already had him. Already had him. He, he's what, lost four straight. He's one and five now four, in the UFC. Four straight. Yeah, four, four straight. But he's heavyweight, five Dan, Put him on the main card. Put him in the main yeah, card. Yeah, I mean... I don't care. I generally don't give a single shit about card placement, yeah. uh, but that was that was bad. Yeah, so we get to see Chase Sherman again, apparently. So he's going to be alive another day. Um, we're fans of the next man, Amen Zahabi. So it's nice that he won. It's not nice that he, he beat the guy that we picked, Ricky Tercios. 29-28, like to say this is like, same thing as as Vandera and just bad game planning and stuff. But Tercios is just a weirdo, and I don't. He's only he's like almost like one of those guys, one of those martial artists who have like the uh, 
the the touch of death or, or uh, one of those gimmick guys that you see online um who who uh th- think they can they can find a real mixed martial artist and they get to strike is he was just like doing wacky things and not really doing anything except making noises and making weird faces and flailing his arms around so we we lost his pick because uh tercios is a weirdo and i don't know if he's ufc caliber I think he's UFC caliber. Do you know what this really reminded me of? What? This reminded me, and he's not the same level, so I'm not going to put him on the same level, but I'm looking for the same kind of come up of, for, for Ricky Tercios. It reminded me of early early UFC Manel Cape. Yeah. Um, he, he just feels like what he's doing is enough, and he feels like he's got a good sense of the fight. And if he goes back and watches it, he's going to realize he was dead wrong. And it might take doing it twice before he goes, oh, fuck, maybe I need to do something else. Um, and, and, like, what has Manel done since then? He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm, like, the most deadly flyweight on the planet. He's knocked everybody silly uh, and gotten himself back in, like, title contention. I don't think Ricky Tercios is a title contender at Bantamweight, but I wouldn't be surprised if he had, like, a big turnaround and started blasting dudes, too. And yeah, tough sucks. No, you hardly get anyone good off tough anymore. It's all about Brian. Brian Battle's good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> There's a few exceptions, but it's no uh, contender series, that's for sure. So, and yeah, we we missed that one. If Cirsios is out of the UFC, I, I'd be fine with it. Um, he won't. He won't be. I know. Have you seen the Have you seen the numbers on like YouTube videos and shit? He's in. Yeah. And, and he's, the fucking and he's social the, media team loves that guy. Yeah. And, he, and he's on the horrible uh, Ultimate Fighter contract, so he'll be making no money for for years to come. So are those bad? Is is bad as like contender, <laughs> contender series contracts are brutal? Yeah, uh, I think they escalate pretty pretty slowly. I think it, it starts at like ten, and then maybe fifteen for your next few fights, and like that's the thing. The escalation it doesn't doesn't keep going up like like normal contracts do. Uh, you get like brutal. stuck at a certain rate for a few fights. So yeah. It, it's what six finger six figure contract, but it takes you like yeah, but uh, it doesn't tell you how many fights 5 years to make. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, um you can get all, all the fighter payouts over on my MMA site moneymma.substack.com uh, by the way. Cheap plug. All right, and then the opener in the main card, <clears throat> Jamie No Malarkey Michael Johnson, a split decision, so of course it has to be a controversial decision in some eyes. Um, but we were on the right side of it, so we're not going to complain about it. Uh, this was the fight of the night. 28-29, 29-28, 29-28 for Malarkey. Both guys um, hurt and knocked down their opponents in the first round, and then it kind of was like a back-and-forth affair from that point forward. Um, but we were on the right side of history, so I'll take it. Yeah, and I I think we, me and you are separate from the Discord, because I think the Discord all got in on Johnson, and while they were waiting for the decision to be read, I was like, look, Malarkey won this. I know you guys all think Johnson did, but he didn't. Uh, they're going to give Malarkey round one, uh, because in my eyes, here, here's how this boils down. There, there's no doubt in my mind that Johnson won two. There's no doubt in my mind that Malarkey won three. Yeah. Or do I have those? I might have those mixed up. Um, they, they both rock each other. They both knock each other down in the first round, but yeah. yeah. So, so the first round was the decider. I think that yeah. that's what I'm remembering. Oh yeah. Now, sorry, right, yeah. You're talking right about now, third and second and third. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. Now, I'm not, I'm not remembering which one was clear for each yeah. person, but like two and three were clearly one, one. So round one is what it came down to. And the, the big difference maker for me is they both did knock each other down. And some people were trying to split hairs about like which knockdown was better the difference maker for me is that, like, Malarkey snapped Johnson's head back a bunch of times early in that round. Yeah. 
So, like, if you get the Johnson knockdown and instantly you're like, boom, Johnson won that round. And that's literally what I thought. And then Malarkey got his knockdown, and I was like, okay, so those knockdowns are basically equal. So what happened in the rest of the round? I think Malarkey did more damage in the other moments. So, like, yeah, if, if you want to split hairs and say that Johnson's knockdown was more impressive, you know, maybe that's why that one judge agreed with you. But ultimately, I, I think the judges got this one right. I, I hate to say it because, you know, Michael Johnson's been through so much and had such a wild career and, yep. and fought so many dudes and, and beat so many dudes. Like, people forget this dude beat Dustin Poirier, but, like, I actually don't think the judges got this one wrong. No, no, fine with me because we we had a big minus two seventy one on that. So la di da. So the main card, excuse me, I was four and two, and Dan was three and three. Yeah, you still follow him like he's a god. So anyhow, um, that was the main card. Let me tell you about our last couple sponsors. First of all, Trey Coffee. They are back. Our friends at Trey Coffee. Um, Trey Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. Trey Coffee sends you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters, small businesses who pay farmers fair prices to sustainably source the greatest beans from around the world. So if all that sounds good to you, here's what you need to do. Uh, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off their first order plus free shipping when the when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. And when you're online doing that, make sure you're using IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security. You might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes it virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on limited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 7% off their yearly plan for our listeners with 30-day money-back guarantee. This trip's like 89 months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rate of 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 7% savings. That's IP dnishcom slash SGP. Okay. Prelims. Main event of the prelims. Middleweights. Cody Brennage knocked out Treshawn Gore. 350 into the first round. We were both in on Gore. Um, he can go in the bin. That's a, a tough guy who is not um, UFC caliber at this point with, what, five fights under his belt now? Three and two or something like that. We had him at minus 125. He got knocked out by a wrestler. Yeah, the the problem for me with him is just like, and you say wrestler, it should be noted, Cody Brundage trains with like one of the best striking teams in all of MMA, Factory X. Um, so yep. like you know like he's got great striking instruction, and what he did was he knocked out a guy who threw a naked leg kick with with no nothing to follow it up, uh, nothing setting it up in the first place. So the the problem with me for Trey Gore is like he is very clearly like 
gifted athletically, and he's got a lot of good pieces to his MMA game. There's just, like, a, a big problem with, like, chaining it all together, which I think is something that you get when you have, you know, 10, 15 amateur or 10, 15 fights on the regional circuit instead of three. Um, and he had three. And he looks like a guy who had three. So, that, I mean, that's my breakdown of him. I, I think... I think Cody Brundage is probably being slept on. Uh, and it's funny that I didn't pick him in this one, too, because I think I did pick him against Dolce Lugiambula. I think I even took him in his debut when he lost that one. Um, I thought he was going to beat William Knight on Contender Series, and he had William Knight beat, which is when I became even more high on him. Like, I, I got a lot of faith in Cody Brundage. Cody Brundage is, like, low-key one to keep an eye on. And, and his odds are always going to be terrible. Now, now you have faith in him. Thanks a lot. Yeah, you could have you could have told us on what Thursday or uh, uh, Wednesday, Dan. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I wish. <laughs> sometimes Mindset. it's really t- sometimes it's really tempting to take the guy you saw absolutely blast somebody on the Ultimate Fighter, and then yep. you realize the level on that season, the Ultimate Fighter, maybe wasn't great. Yeah, yeah, uh, but- Gore may be good someday, but it, today's not that day. So, um, yeah, I don't think he's on the level at this point. So. He could um, use to just go fight for, like, Titan FC for, like, yeah. three fights. And ju- yeah. just get his feet underneath him. Just like we said with Kay Hansen. He's like a Kay Hansen. Yeah. Three and two guys should be in the UFC, basically. That's, um, I mean, not without being... Especially, like, a male not, not without. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and not without being, like, ten fight... You're, you know, like, a hundred fight kickboxers or, like, you know, world-class wrestlers. Or, like, you know, like, if you're if you're Bo Nickel, who's about to be on Contender Series at 1-0... You yeah. can be you're you make sense to be in the UFC at two and zero if he he wins in the contender series, whereas like Trayshawn Gore like is an MMA guy he he doesn't have that like one unique pedigree from outside of the the world of MMA. Yep, more contender series soon. It's almost it's almost here, folks. It's almost here. A couple more weeks. All right. Um, the one underdog I had that made it through was Courtney Casey, and. In very Courtney Casey-like fashion, she lost a split decision, which uh, Courtney Casey, what, Angela Hill and uh, Ashley Yoder are, are the queens of losing close decisions, normally split decisions. So she lost split decision to Antonina Shevchenko. I, I don't think there was any controversy with that, with this uh, this choice uh, of the winner, 29-28, Courtney Casey just did not get it going in time, um, didn't, but as Dan said in Discord, this basically that's the type of game she has. So this is why she gets gets herself in these situations. I think she got the one round because uh, what she had a flurry at the very end of was that round one? I think it was when she stung her. She she like hit. Yeah. looked and made her look woozy. And here's yeah. the thing I'll say: like you're you're right. Like ultimately this fight going to Antonina Shevchenko in hindsight, like I think I was fired up in the moment because I thought Casey won, but like. In hindsight, like whoever took this fight, like took this fight, it, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine with the fact that the judges didn't agree, because I think inside my head, if I was looking at it from an unbiased standpoint, I wouldn't have agreed with myself. Um, like, I, I just ultimately think the problem here is that Courtney Casey likes to stand in front of people and throw power shots. And I think she scores with them pretty well. But I think her perception of how much she's scoring with them and the judges perception of how well she's scoring with them don't match. 
Um, because either that's not how they see a women's fight or like the, the other fighter doesn't wear it really hard or like she's not rocking the person every single time, but she did throw big shots and hit Antonita Shevchenko with them. So like, I can see why she thinks she won and even why one judge thinks she won. And I can see why two thinks she didn't. Uh, it's unfortunate because now you, you look at her record and again, she's one of those people who's like, you know, like 500 in the U- total Worse in, in MMA? Is she she's, 12 and 13? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, MMA, she is now 10 and 10. In the UFC, she's 6 and 9. Yeah, six and nine. but, but it, it's <laughs> – she's 6 and 9, but she's yeah. lost four split decisions. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, so she could be 10 and 5. And we're talking about her in a completely different light. So yeah. – and, and a lot of those splits against some, like, high-level opponents, too. So – yeah, it really sucks for her, but it is starting to feel like, man, what is it? that makes her one in three since coming to Flyweight or something like that. Um, yeah, Maybe she's two, two yeah, and one three. three. Com- yep, two and three since coming to Flyweight. Maybe she might have gotten one win right out. The no, gate she's with the she's one bar. in one in three and two and four is, is her record over her last few fights. So, Brutal. um, but but if you keep losing split decisions like that, how like it's one of those fool me once, shame on you type of things. Like how like eventually it's got to be like okay, well. That maybe this is a me problem, not a, a judge's problem. Right. And, and I mean, like, I, th- I think she knows that, too. And, and like, yeah. to, to her credit, she she did throw more power strikes in the last two fights. Uh, and yeah. she, she's clearly trying to change that. But, uh, yeah, it, it didn't work out here. I, I continue. I, I'm going to add this. Continue to be unimpressed by Antonita Shevchenko. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, she, she did not look she, she's, any, she's anything not special. Doesn't doesn't really have any special skills doesn't have a the physique of a fighter like the, there's nothing really about her that that jumps off the page like not super athletic like there's nothing there's nope. nothing there and she's old like she's late 30s now at this point too so yeah she's she's people forget she's valentina's older sister older, yes and remember all the talk when she was coming in like oh what's gonna happen uh like when she was gonna get in uh what happens when you get in title contention you gonna fight your sister <laughs> yeah she's no, not she was, title when she was on soon. when she was on contender series i was like yeah. it ain't gonna be a problem <laughs> yeah yeah no it's not happening but um whether casey gets you think casey will get a to see another fight or not i kind of hope so like she, for, she, first she of all she's be a just good like, soldier for the ufc She's a good soldier for the UFC. She's a good. Fu- I think she's a good fighter. Is the thing too. Like yeah. I, I don't think she's worse than than Antonina Shevchenko. Um, no, same level. You know, like it, yeah, and and like, yeah, I, I'd like to see her fight one more time. There, there's there's somebody who they just signed off of the Contender Series or will sign off the Contender Series this upcoming year that will like make a perfect. She'd make a perfect debut opponent for. Her. Oh, you already have someone in mind, do you? No, no, I don't already have oh, someone in mind, saying, but I'm just uh, saying, general. just gotcha. generically, yep. like if you get a, if you get a women's flyweight coming off the contender series and you're like, this girl is the one we need to build, Courtney Casey's your, your woman to set her up with then. Courtney Casey just has to like pretend every round is the third round and she's down two rounds and then, and then she'd be fine. Yeah. I mean, she t- turns it on when she knows she has to. Yeah. And I don't even know that like that is just a third round thing or yeah. like. I mean, like, just maybe needs to be reminded that, like, the best Courtney Casey is a pressuring Courtney Casey. Um, it, because, like, then she's hitting her power shots and the person's walking backwards. So, like, I, I don't know. But but maybe you're right. Maybe it's it's uh, she only turns it on when it's really needed. But, like, also she might just not know that, like, what the judges see best is when she's moving forward. Yeah. 
so her and Angela Hill, like I said, and Ashley Yoder should all get together and uh, have a chat. Maybe they can figure things out. So, um, yeah, this isn't a Courtney Casey podcast. So sometimes it, it is, is not. No. Well, <laughs> yeah, it is after all that. All right. Featherweights, David Onama came through for us. You, you always have to fade um, late, late replacement fighters, especially a, a debuting fighter like Garrett Armfield, who what Tuesday night, I think he, he got, um, he got the notice that he was going to come into the UFC. He's another one of our farmers. It sounds like they said he was feeding his goats when he uh, got uh, told that he was going to have a fight. Uh, um, he fought a old training partner and a person who beat him in the amateur fight, David Onama, who uh, seems to be a legit prospect in his own right. Um, and he, he came through for us. Technical submission, arm triangle choked Armfield out because Armfield did not tap. So it was 313 into the second round. We got Onama. The opening line was what, minus like 500. So that's what we got him at. Yeah, I'm going to say this. I stand by my previous statement that uh, Armfield is legit. Like, yeah, okay. I, I, I think he's there. I, I think he's going to be good. I really think that this submission came down to Armfield being tired and in, in not in a training camp for this fight. Yeah. Like, like, he's speaking ghosts for like, crying out loud. And the weight of Onama, because, you know, they might have fought in the same weight class, you know, four years ago or whatever. Yeah. They're very clearly not in the same weight class anymore, right? Yeah. Like, Armfield looks like a band weight. Um, and, and, you know, like, I, I think Armfield's got showed that he's got some real skills in there. I just think in that second round, he looked depleted. So, um, yeah, like, I'll, I'll be excited to see him again. Uh, I've got him circled as somebody who I want to see fight again. I mean, that's what people forget that that's what happened to Onama. You're t- we're talking about Onama yep. being this like real legit prospect right now. Onama lost his debut up a weight class against Mason Jones. Yeah. Um. And, and now look at what we're talking about him like. I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about Garrett Armfield the same way. You just got to get those goats to put him in some arm triangle chokes and let him get out, and and uh, he'll be okay, right? That's right. Just get just get the goats to work. Yeah. Uh, quick thoughts on Onama. That's nah, two I mean, finishes like, in a row d- for him. Did, did what he's supposed to to a late notice replacement who's smaller than him. What are your thoughts on him as the uh, going forward? I, I mean, I think I need to see him against somebody other than that. Okay. You know, like uh, yeah, like uh, I, I, he looked really good against Gil, uh, Gabriel Benitez. I don't feel right. any better about him than I did after watching him knock out Gabriel Benitez. No, very good point. All right, um, but we we felt good about hitting hitting that bat, even though it was a ridiculously high one. Um, Speaking of fighters that look like they're in different weight classes, Kennedy and Enza Chukwu um, and Carl Robertson apparently are both light heavyweights. So you wouldn't have guessed it looking at them last night. And it, this, this one goes down to the category of, oh, you're a wrestler now. Uh, Enza Chukwu apparently is a wrestler now. He won TKO elbows, ground and pad. 219 into the third round. Not how we broke it down, but um, we will take our minus 120 win here. So I'm going to say bad game plan here from Zuchuku for a couple of reasons. <laughs> yeah, it uh, was a bad game plan for him. It's true. I, I don't I don't mind that he decided to wrestle. I don't mind that he decided to wrestle because it actually looked like Carl Robertson was getting some work done on the feet. His body kicks were nice. Yeah. Here's the problem I have. He went for a sub, didn't get it because it turns out Carl Robertson is much better at jujitsu than than uh, Kennedy Zuchuku. Then he went for another submission, and then he went for another submission, and then he went for another submission. And then in the next round, he took him down, and he went for a submission. And I was like, dude, just punch him. Like, if you punch him, it's over. Like, he's not going to take more than a couple of punches from you in some of these positions. And it took him to, like, halfway through the third round to be like, oh, his face is right here. And then he punched him and got the (laughs) TKO in, like, no time. I was like, 
it's wild. Um, it, it's really, it really bothered me quite a bit, especially as somebody who had a Kennedy Zuchuku KO prop sitting oh, in his yes. pocket. Because my yeah. God, if he had just gone for subs that whole time and gotten a decision, I would have been livid. Um, but like, this came through for Dan. This is one of the ones that came through for the, Mr. Vreeland. I think this came through for a lot of people, but this, yes. this was a, a big one for sure. And, and I'll say this. It gives me a lot of positive things to think about with Kennedy Zuchuku in the future because he's no longer looking like a one-dimensional dude. Yeah. He's clearly taking that training at Fortis, and he's getting much, much better with it, especially the wrestling game. It, it's literally the opposite of what we were talking about with Uriah Hall the other week. So, yep. yeah, like pr- props to him, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him again. Props, and the props came through as well. And that size, geez. It was making me angry. Like you have nine inch reach and you're getting in close grappling with the guy and clinching the guy. Like, come on. But anyhow, it works. So I guess it's okay. I guess uh, if that he wasn't was... winning the striking though. No, that's fair. true. Like, that's, that's he, he was getting he punched. Like, so... Yeah, it's right. not like uh, Coach Saif uh, doesn't know what he's doing. So who, who right. am I to to uh, say he's a genius? He's a genius. All right. Um, and then the opener. We got wrong. We always like I should I should go back here and check, but it seems like we were always whiffing on the on the opening fight. Let's see one. How many weeks in a row is this? One, two, three, at least three weeks in a row. We, we've whiffed on, on the opener. So maybe we should just stop um, stop making picks on the curtain jerker. But anyhow, we got this one wrong. Um, said Jokob Kokramanov. Easy for me to say. Uh, grappled Ronnie Lawrence into a 30-26, 30-27, 30-27 decision. Apparently, Kokromanov is a very good wrestler and uh, really took it to Ronnie Lawrence. This was a very one-sided fight. Yeah, and his you know, people were like, I think it was I think it was Munaf in the Discord was like, yeah. How did you not know he was a good wrestler? His last name ends in yeah, in that's true. Ov. Ov, right? Yeah. And like, He's never shown it. Like, I, I mean, like, I guess I've seen it on the regional scene. I've seen him take some people down. But, like, it, they were low enough level wrestlers where I was like, I don't know. He, he's kind of still – like, I still like it to see him throw better because that's what he looked better doing. And, yeah, I mean, I guess he did submit Trevin Jones. But, like, I don't know. Does that mean anything? Uh, man, dude, like, he, he looked like a world beater on the mat. And Ronnie Lawrence is a fucking great wrestler. So, Ronnie yeah. Ronnie Lawrence like, is good. I thought yeah, Ronnie Lawrence was good. Uh, I mean, I – I still think he's good. I, I just think he maybe met a guy who is better at the thing that he's really good at. Yeah. And, he, um, and he's and, claiming he had a staff infection, maybe. So maybe. yeah, dude, <laughs> mother, motherfucker. That is, <laughs> that, that is one of the worst things I've ever someone. seen. Well, and no, but like, did you see the, the post about that? I know it got no, shared. No, I, I just the saw the headline of it. His, his post, he, he posted on his Instagram that said, uh, I'm I'm sorry about that, guys. I might have a staph infection. Maybe it wasn't a good idea to be fighting. No excuses. <laughs> well, that just was an excuse, and we bet on you, you bastard. Like, if you didn't was, fight, we wouldn't have bet on you. It was literally an excuse. And, yeah. and like, no, I, and I know fighters have fought with that kind of shit before, right? Like, that is the infamous Kevin Lee, Tony Ferguson yeah. fight. He, he had a staph infection, but like. And I don't even mind him using it as an excuse. If it's if he has a staph infection, I'm fine with that being his excuse. But also don't then post no excuses. Yeah. And also um, you shouldn't be – it's kind of like waving it in the Athletic Commission's face that you got one past them as well, which which could bite you in the future. So anyhow, um, a bleh, kind of a bleh card and a bleh. Uh, I think I just think that way from, from my results always. I, of course, beat Dan, but yet you still – 
you still bow to the the throne of, of this false idol, the Gumby God. But I went six and five, lost two hundred twenty-seven bucks. Dan went five and six, lost three sixty-five. But Dan is more of a real-time better. If you want to get good picks from Dan, you got to get in the SGPN uh, Discord and just wait until fight night. And and apparently that, that's that's when your your um your vision clears and you can get good picks, Dan. I mean, my my vision's always clear. Uh, they're just extra good then. It's true. Uh, recommended plays. Dan had Ronnie Lawrence lost. Fiziev won. Noons pushed because she didn't fight. And Zichukwu won. And then he had Vandera via sub. That did not happen. Um, he, how many he did not takedowns did he uh, shoot? Zero point zero. Hey, hey. <sighs> that an Animal House reference? It is Animal House. Amazing movie. Um, so yeah, Dan went two and two. Lost six dollars seventy one cents. I lost somehow always right it even. <laughs> yep. Always even Steven. That's remember that Seinfeld episode. Even Steven one. Are you a Seinfeld guy? I'm a Seinfeld guy. Yeah, yeah. You remember the even Steven one? Did you see they just, uh, I do remember the even Steven one. Yeah. He comes out even no matter what. Did yes. you see they just retired Keith Hernandez's number in New York? Oh, did they? Fantastic. They did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Um, all right. So I lost Ronnie Lawrence. I have half of my money on David Onama's money line, which ended up being minus 500, but Hey, a win's a win. So I made ten bucks on my fifty bucks there. Then I had uh, twenty-five and Kennedy and Zachuku. So I ended up going two-one. I made almost six bucks, five eighty-three. But hey, <laughs> a win is a win for the year. I'm at sixty. Uh, sorry, overall, I'm picking every fight. I'm at sixty-seven percent still. I'm up eleven hundred fifty-seven dollars. So I'm I'm gonna do it, Dan. I'm gonna make it through the year up money, uh, up a lot of money too. Hopefully, Dan is still at fifty-nine percent. And he's down fifteen hundred seventy-five bucks. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Yeah, it's true. One of these, he's going to turn it. It's been what? Just one week in a row that you lost. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. Recommend place. I'm sixty percent up. One hundred and eight bucks. Yeah, you didn't think it was up as much. I am. Uh, you're at forty-nine percent, and you're down sixty-one bucks. So I'm kicking your ass everywhere, except Plenty for except Plenty in the Discord. In the Discord, I don't. Well, I guess I give out a few plays. I, I tend to. People tend to hit me up for the DFS picks on, on Twitter. So um, I, I had a good run of that going. That kind of ended this week as well. Um, Same. <laughs> yep. Uh, I had Nina Nunes, and like when she backed out last minute, it was kind of like, well, I don't really have a good replacement for her because she was like, what, 7700 bucks or something cheap 70, like that? Yeah, yeah she's 77 Yeah. Anyhow, uh, Hungry Man Jong, uh, Super Fan Jong, Hungry. Uh, I'm always messing up. Now we have a graphic. I got to get it right, right? It's. Hungry Man Jong, Super Fan Super Fan Parlay. Parlay, right. Did not come through. Ronnie Lawrence via decision did not happy. Did not happy? No, I'm not happy about it. It did not happen. Um, and then Chow did not submit his man. So down the tubes with that one too, Dan, but that's okay. Everyone had fun. That, that's the key thing. Everyone had fun. <laughs> and, and the few people made money if if you're live betting and chasing after. Um, a lot of people lost that Ronnie Lawrence. Uh, the very seems like a lot of people in Discord had Ronnie Lawrence in that first play, and he blew it and there was a lot of chasing after that so lucky a few of those props came through you had one other one that came through too didn't you a prop bet oh yeah i had the i had fiziev by knockout right right, um, right, right, right which right. which after four rounds let me tell you sweating yeah well i i <laughs> advise i advise one of my fellow sgpn editors uh to not he asked me before and i guess he had like a uh, from his book he uh, i can't remember what what book it was hopefully one of the ones that sponsored us uh but he had some kind of boost, boost to play for the main event and the knockout. And I said, ah, I think it's probably going to go to decision. And I'm like, oops, I lost you. Some money. <laughs> I didn't lose you money. I lost you with some winnings, if that makes sense. So anyhow, um, put that one on the book, uh, put that one to bed. I'm messing up my words, which means we're almost done the podcast. 
Um, UFC is not done. We're in the middle. I think it's 12 weeks in a row. We're in the midst of right now. So we're going straight through the summer. We're not getting a week off. Um, we got Ortega versus Rodriguez. Uh, Rodriguez. Yair Rodriguez versus Brian Ortega. It's on ABC. So it's one of those, like in the old days, you've seen on Fox uh, type events. It's coming from Elmont, New York. Where's Elmont, New York, Dan? Uh, Long Island. Oh, yeah, Long Island. Right, right, right. Because um, they're calling it UFC Long Island. So it's pretty good card. Brian Ortega versus Yair Rodriguez, which what could be since apparently um, Josh Emmett is um, hated by the UFC or they don't even know he exists. Uh, this one probably is the number one contender fight for Featherweight. I, I'm I'm going on a limb and saying Emmett's fighting the winner of this one. And, and okay. meanwhile, we're getting uh, Volkanovski versus uh, Oliveira. Okay, yeah, Volkanovski just had surgery on his, what, dislocated thumb. Mutil- which, mutilated thumb. <laughs> mutilated thumb, which he uh, fought, what, 20 more minutes with, so, and won. Um, so we got that. We got Michelle Watterson. Um, remember uh, a few months ago when she had a career-ending injury that she was telling everyone about? Apparently she yep. she survived she that. She's back. back. <laughs> she back. Fighting Amanda Lemos, so uh, I think I know who I'm going to pick there. Um, the Leech, Li Jingliang versus Muslim Selikov. Another good matchup. Uh, Matt Schnell versus Sue Mudergy at flyweight. Shane Burgos versus Charles Jourdain. And then Laura Murphy versus Misha Tate's been bumped back to, to this card. Anything jump out of you from the main card? It's a very good main card. Yeah, it, it, they they loaded up these live shows. They always do. Yeah. We're getting live shows in back-to-back weeks, too, out of the Apex. Um, yep. For and, and both of them, get this, East Coast, 11 a.m. prelims. Oh, is that... Oh, because it's on it's on uh, ABC in the afternoon. Okay, cool. Correct. Yeah. So Very both of them cool. are going to be on, at, and then the next one's in London. So they're obviously trying to to yep. like, work with the the home audience as well. Right. So that's the main card, and then the prelims. Like, how about Ricky Simone versus Jack Shore? How about that? that that's a fantastic fight right there. Uh, Dolce Lugiambula versus Punahale Soriano. Bill Algia versus Herbert Burns. Dustin Jacoby versus Dan Jung. Dwight Grant versus Dustin Stoltzfus. Philippe Rowe versus Abubakar Nurmagomedov. That is. I think that one just got called off. Oh, did okay. That, yeah. I was gonna say that is his actual cousin, I believe, right? The yeah, Habib's yeah, that, cousin. Yeah, that one's not called off. Bad. I haven't done any work on it yet, so that's good. Call him off now. And then Jessica Penne versus Emily Ducat is starting things up. Uh, not really a a dud in that batch either, is there? Nope. No, nope. definitely not. Especially now that the Nurmagomedov versus Rowe fights off. <laughs> there you go. Um. All right. We better put this to bed before Dan gets arrested, like I said, for loitering or whatever other creepy things he's doing in, in the dark in the woods there. So um, get in our Discord. Like we said, it's lots of fun in there. Um, we have channels for everything imaginable, every sport, music, food, uh, liquor, all, all the fun stuff is in there. So make sure you get in our Discord. It's, a lot, like I said, lots of fun. I'm Jeff Chalks, and he is Gumby in there. Um, Twitter. Yes, uh, how was the Twitter last night? I, I didn't check our Twitter feed. Was it jumping? Did we get a bunch of followers down at SGP? And, I, think, and I, think we, I think we got a handful. Nice. A handful is good. A handful every event is good. Uh, so we, SGP and MMA. I'm Jeff Fox, writer. He is Gumby Vreeland. Um, we're not done, though, of course. Well, well this episode's done. We're going to be back at episode 168 in your ear holes tomorrow because uh, you people – are used to us every Monday now. We don't like letting you down. Even when we're a few hours late, people are asking me when the episode's dropping, which is, uh, and then they apologize for it, but it's, it's nice that, that people are, are uh, so into it. And people tell me they need the episodes so they can go for a run in the morning and stuff like that. You know, it's, 
still blows my mind that people listen to us, but it's good. I appreciate it. So you can be as maddening as you like, people. So this is my long winded way of saying we will be back Monday. No PFL or Bellator or anything like that this week, but Dan Gumby, he's the Gumby God for a reason. He's coming through. Uh, we have some regional MMA picks for you. We'll recap how Dan did uh, with his past weekend's regional MMA picks. Um, spoiler alert, he did pretty good. And then uh, we will get you some more picks for the week coming up. So uh, until Monday, I will remain. What's my name now, Dan? Do you have a name for me? Cast Iron. Cast Iron Jeff Fox. I was going to say that earlier. I'm Cast Iron Jeff Fox, and he is Gumby God, Gumby Vreeland, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.